Steel Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ted. And this is our second episode. And um, before the Penguins start their season on Thursday, uh, we're going to preview some roster moves and injuries that will affect the opening day lineup. Yeah, we actually planned on doing this podcast a few days ago. Uh, we decided to hold off, hoping the roster be a little more clear. Uh, however, it is not. Uh, first off, I think we should talk about Tomas Vokun. A uh, very unfortunate incident. Had a blood clot form in his pelvis. A uh, situation he has dealt with before and apparently can be life-threatening. Uh, so he is on injured reserve at this time. Uh, Chris Letang, while they were practicing at West Point, he is also on injured reserve with a lower body injury. Uh, with those moves alone... Going on IR, the Penguins have saved $5.5 million against the cap. So not as many moves as we thought there would be. Um, so things aren't real clear at this point as what the opening day roster will be. Uh, and also to add about the uh, the Vokun injury, he's actually gone through the surgery already. And um, according to an article on the Trib by Rob Rossi, he will be able to hit the gym next week and it's cleared to start skating already. Um, but it, he's on the long-term IR, so it is kind of uncertain as to how long he'll be out and there's no long-term rehab plan to get him back in um, as of yet. Yeah, still no timetable. And with Chris Letang's injury, really not a whole lot of news at this point. Uh, Ray Shearer has not given a press conference in a couple of days, so we do not know very much about that. Um, so really uncertain about that. Yeah, well, being on on the long-term IR list, um, he's going to have to miss at least 10 games, and which would be 24 days. So, I mean, it, it's, it must be somewhat serious to to put Letang on that just because he's unavailable now Yeah, for the first definitely. 10 games of the season, so... Yeah, I'll definitely hurt them not having one of the proven starters in the lineup. Yes, definitely. So, with those two injuries, what we project the lineup to be, first line, obviously, um, Crosby, Kunitz, and Dupuy. Yeah, really self-explanatory. Um, some people have called them the best line in hockey. I'm not really sure if I would call them the best, but they seem to have the best chemistry. Uh, those three really know each other well. Um, you know, it's a little uncertainty with Bo Bennett right now, but with the amount of penalty killing that Dupuy does, uh, you could look for Ben to possibly take some shifts uh, with Crosby and Kunitz, uh, which should help his development some. Okay, and the second line, um, you know it's going to be Malkin and Neal. The third spot is probably going to be, um, well, it is going to be a split of uh, UC Jokinen and Bo Bennett. And I think that Jokinen starts the season there and um, and Bennett would, would start on the third line. But actually, he was sent to Wheeling, to the Wheeling Nailers, and that's probably, that's a paper move, just a roster move to get the pens under the cap probably be back you know before thursday and if not thursday he'll he'll be in the opening day lineup yeah uh bennett being demoted to wheeling 
Uh, he is not actually going to play with the Wheeling Nailers. Uh, if he was actually going to be demoted to play in the minors, he would have been sent to Wilkes-Barre. Uh, going back to Jokinen, uh, he really is the best option. Uh, I know Bennett is young with a lot of upside, but Jokinen is a guy that you know can produce. Um, if there are injuries, uh, you can plug in Jokinen anywhere and move Bennett to Malkin's wing. Uh, so you definitely want to keep Jokinen around. Uh, a lot of people forget how good he was in the regular season last year. Uh, once Morrow and Aginla came in, uh, that, of course, overshadowed the Jokinen move. But he is a guy that really can be a producer for the Penguins. Okay, and the third line, um, Sutter centering Kobisu, who is a new addition um, from this, this offseason. Uh, veteran guy, kind of a, a grittier player, but also... Probably still has a little bit of a little bit of scoring talent left in him, mm -hmm. and um, and the other spot on that line, like we said, probably Bennett to start things off, and then probably Bennett and Jokin and splitting time there. Yeah, how about Chuck Kobasu? Really, no one saw Ray Show looking for other players to bring in. I thought that was kind of a joke when I first saw that. Like, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, Sherrod does bring in guys on tryout contracts. Uh, you know, frankly, I just never thought Kobus would be available. Um, you know, did have a rough season last year, but he is a guy that has scored 20 goals in the past. Uh, and with Kobusu and Sutter, that is a line that can produce offensively. So having Bennett on that line uh, still could help with his development, having some offensive guys with him. Yeah, I mean, Scudder, uh, Sutter has scored... Uh some some really nice goals, you know. Yeah, very timely goals. Right, exactly. And then the uh, the fourth line. Um, at this point, might be, I don't really know, <laughs> uh, Vitali, Adams, and Glass. Yeah, it's really specu speculation at this point. Uh, when Vitali is in the lineup, he does seem to play center because he is very good in faceoff circle. Uh, Adams you will definitely have in the lineup uh, due to his grit and his penalty killing. Uh, Vitaly, he just doesn't seem to be the guy that they want in every game. Um, they just don't seem to have the confidence in him. Uh, he can bring some energy. Uh, he is prone to mistakes at times. So, you know, Dustin Jeffrey can play center as well, as well as Adams. So you'll definitely see Dustin Jeffrey in. Uh, Chris uh, Connor is still on the roster, so he might get a shot to play on the fourth line at times. And then, of course, Tanner Glass. Um, they're looking for him to play on the PK a little more this year, and uh, he seems to be pretty solidly in the lineup on the fourth line. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> all right, and the defense is kind of, Kind of a mess. Yeah, a lot um, of question marks. Yeah. Probably Orpik and Martin would be, you know, the top pairing, you would think. Yeah, you have to keep those two together, the way they work. Possible um, possible Olympic pairing as well. Yes. Both of those guys are Americans, both yes. invited you, to camp. You've seen this before. Uh, the Canadians did it last Olympics. Uh, anytime you have either two defensemen or two forwards from the same team that normally play together, just a great idea to keep them together for the Olympics because the chemistry is already there. 
um, you know, at the these Olympic camps now, due to insurance reasons, they don't even skate. So we're picking Martin would be pretty fabulous for the Americans. The second pairing probably would be the piece, Rob Scuderi, returning to Pittsburgh, playing with possibly uh, Niskanen. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see Scuderi uh, come back. There's been a lot of rumors this offseason about Niskanen uh, possibly being traded due to his $2.3 million cap hit. Um, but Niskanen is versatile, and now with Latang's injury, because before we were projecting Scuderi to play with Latang, um, now we believe Niskanen will be playing there, and uh, you know, just a good offensive and defensive man to pairing. pairing. All right, and for the final defensive pairing, there are four players that might play together in some combination. Um, probably Bortuzzo, and then the other spot might be one of either England, Mata, or Rupp. Yeah, Bortuzzo's impressed the coaching staff. Uh, you know, during this preseason, uh, really shown that he's come in shape and ready to play, uh, just trying to play a real physical game. Uh, Englin, he's the one of those four that has the most NHL experience. Uh, so if you need, you know, just a solid, you know, fifth, sixth guy, you know, Englin's your guy. Uh, Bortuzzi and Englin are both not afraid to drop the gloves. Yeah, they're they're pretty similar in their in their physicality yeah so you'll see them a lot and then Mata and Rupp uh I mean I assume it'll be a lot like when Bortuzzo, Engel and Dupre all broke in the league you know just trying to get some games under their belt and help their development yeah and to the, what added to this mess along with the Latang injury is that uh, Simone Dupre was sent down to the AHL and and that's another guy who who played for the Penguins last season and you would have assumed was going to play for them at the start of this season. So if that that may be another roster move just to subvert the salary cap for now and maybe we'll see him back. But with the players that are currently on the roster, it, it it's kind of a, a question mark for that bottom pairing. Yeah, I would like to see Dupre back in Pittsburgh uh, very soon. Uh, I feel like he's NHL caliber at this point. Uh, unfortunately, of the eight defensemen on the roster now, not including Latang, uh, Dupre is the only one that doesn't have to pass through waivers uh, to go to Wilkes-Barre. So, you know, it's the main reason why he went down, but hopefully we'll see him back in Pittsburgh soon. Okay, and the... Uh the opening night game is going to be Thursday at uh, 7 o'clock against the New Jersey Devils, who are minus Ilya Kovalchuk, but have Yarmir Yager. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been hearing uh, Martin Brodeur may not be starting that game. They're looking at possibly uh, Schneider starting due in to his Devils debut. Really? Yes. For, due to an injury or, or just... Um, the article I saw just said uh, he might not physically be ready. And, uh, I mean, Schneider is going to be the future of the franchise. Wow. Um, you know, look for the Devils to have a down year, uh, but they, you know, will definitely be trying to rebuild with a solid goaltender like they have in the past. Yeah, that's a 
good formula for them. And then uh, the Penguins' second game will be Saturday at 7 against the uh, Buffalo Sabres, who are... No one expects them to do anything this season. Yeah, they're currently rebuilding. They've gotten rid of some players. Uh, you know, got rid of uh, Lindy Ruff, or Ruff, who was coaching there for a long time. So it definitely will be a down year for them as well. Yeah. Um, Actually, looking at the first month, they don't have too many divisional games, really. I see New Jersey and Carolina. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be playing some West Coast teams. Uh, and the Islanders. There's a Philly, okay. Philly game there as well. Uh, yeah, but really, the first month, you would think, aside from the Islanders, and then the game against Boston, these teams don't seem like they're not going to be that. You would think they wouldn't be that hard. Right. The first real test of the season, I think, will be October 25th and 26th. Uh, it'll be their first back-to-back. -back. I mean, that'll be their second back-to-back -back after Florida with uh, New York and Toronto. Those are some tough teams, um, especially if you're playing back-to-back. -back. And then October 30th, they'll be playing Boston. Um, and you know the players will be looking forward to that one, try to get a little redemption and uh, show their the team to beat in the East. That's true. You know, playoff, uh, playoff deja vu there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's you don't want to really get ahead of yourself, but it's just nice to be back in the time of year where you can look ahead and see like a whole month of hockey games again. Mm -hmm. There are a few rule changes, uh, oh, some right. very minor uh, going into this year. Uh, one, just with the net. Um, it's going to be a little shallower, I think four inches. Um, you know, can't really tell a whole lot of difference, but it does give a little bit more room uh, going along the boards. And then hybrid icing, yeah. which I am a fan of. Uh, the main reason um, the NHL is doing it is uh, for injury purposes. You won't have uh, players rush into the boards anymore. Uh, right now they're actually going to race till the center uh, face-off dot um, in the own zone. Uh, if the opposing players reach that first, then the whistle will blow. So then you'll have two players crashing into the boards. Uh, you know, can think of Mark Eaton getting injured a few times in Pittsburgh <laughs> due to that reason, and you know many other players. So definitely a good thing. There's also there was that rule where you. I don't know if it was just a tryout for the for the preseason, or if or if it's a a permanent change. But the you can't remove your helmet um, if you want to be if you're going to fight. So uh, those two players removed each other's helmets and then proceeded to fight. Yeah, I haven't heard much since that incident. Uh, I would think there'd be some sort of rule change <laughs> fixing the um, loophole. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what it was, just a loophole. <laughs> just synchronized, taking each other's helmets off. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to think about this one. It's definitely an odd rule. You know, it's obvious why they're doing it, um, due to head injuries. I don't know. It may cut cut down the fighting. Uh, it would just 
we'll have to wait and see what happens in the regular season. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Uh, it's just a weird rule, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of pointless. Yeah, it's just one of those things we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, to see how it plays out. Yeah, well, you know. Non-charge. Yep. So Correct. I don't. I don't make the rules. Anyway. Anything else? That's it. I'm just excited to get to Thursday. See that first game. That's all for us for this edition, and uh, catch you next time. See you.